glory to God. Uh, it's so good to be together as the body of Christ. And um, I started last week a new series of messages called the Church of Christ. And today we are going to have the second message. Church, a place to belong. Amen? Church is a place to, to belong. And this is what we are going to speak today. And before I start, I want to go over some, some points of the last message. Matthew 16. Verse 18 and 19. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. I will give you the keys. I will give to the church the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And wherever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth you'll be lost in heaven and also I said that the church belongs to Jesus Christ Jesus said I will build my church the church belongs to him the church doesn't belong to any leader the church doesn't belong to any pastor belong to to our master, the one who died at the cross. Could you say amen? Hallelujah. Also, salvation is only through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And salvation is only through Jesus. He is the door of salvation. But Jesus has a body on earth, and his body is the church, he's the head. He gives out directions, but his body is the church. The church is the personal representative and agent of Jesus on earth. Because Jesus said, who receives you, receives me. We are representing Jesus Christ. Amen? You are representing Jesus here on earth. And now so many people think church is the building. Or church is one event that I take part. No. The church is not one event I attend. It's a spiritual family that I belong to. Could you say that? The church is a spiritual family that I belong to. Amen? This is the reason church is a place, a place to belong. Amen? And I want to start now this message of today. Church, a place to belong. I want to read Ephesians. Ephesians 1, verse 22 and 23. That says, And He put all things under His feet. Or under Jesus' feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Attention. He put all things under his feet, Jesus' feet. 
and gave him to Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Or the Bible says, my brothers and sisters, God put all things under Jesus' feet. Everything under Jesus' feet. That includes Satan, principalities, power, diseases. Everything is under Jesus' feet. And one day the world will see it clear, one day, but now everything is put under Jesus' feet, are you Jesus' body? If it's under Jesus' feet, can you see that Jesus prepared everything for the church, this verse says everything and he gave it to the church. We need to understand, my brothers and sisters, this mystery that is the church of Christ. Because God the Father, He placed Jesus over everything for the church. Or God made Him the head over all things to the church. Can you see how important church is? I want to read another version. New Living, the version New Living Translation that says, Ephesians 1.22 says, And God has put all things under the authority of Christ, okay? And He gave Him this authority for the benefit of the church. Everything God made is for the benefit of the church. Amen. Could you say a good amen? Because everything was made for the benefit of the church. The reason why Jesus is the Lord of all is because His Father made Him Lord of all for the benefit of the church. Are you using this benefit? True? Are you using are you part of the local church? Or are you just a visitor in your church? Are you the living body of Christ? Or are you just taking, taking part sometimes as a visitor? Ephesians 1.23 says, The church which is His body, the fullness of Him, who feels all in all. Hallelujah. <laughs> Beloved brothers, the church is Jesus' body. You need to, to have that in, this picture in mind. The church is Jesus' body. It's the fullness of Him. You will only find the fullness of Jesus in the church. You are going to find this fullness in the church. And I am not talking about building. No. Concrete. Because the church refers to committed members of the local church. Amen. When I am talking church, don't think about this building. 
is about committed people who love Jesus and are gathered together in this place where you belong. And the fullness, then my brothers, the fullness of everything was given to the church. Amen? Then the fullness of the power, the fullness of the glory, the fullness of healing, the fullness of grace, the fullness of provision, the fullness of wisdom is found only in church. Everything, the fullness is found in the church. This is what the Bible says. Can you see how important church is? The fullness of Christ that fills all in all. And some people think that the church is to help you to succeed, to succeed in the world. No, no. Some people, I have seen some pastor, they preach like the church is here to help you to be succeeded in the world. To have money, to have a good life. Okay, God can give you, but much more than that. Or whatever career you have. If you are a teacher, if you are a banker. If you are a factory worker or a cleaner, that is all spiritual in the eyes of God. Did you know? It's spiritual. Whatever you do is spiritual. The Bible says that whatever you do, do for God's glory. Then, my brothers, everything you are doing... You are doing for the benefit of the church. Everything in your life. Because now we are Jesus' body. This is what we need to understand. Some people think, I have a life in church and a secular, a secular life in the world. No, 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 no. Some people think, I live one day for God and six days for the world. No, no. Everything you do, whatever you work, whatever you do, you should do for God's glory. Amen. Could you say a good amen? Hallelujah. Then, I know, my, my, my brothers, there is a special call to be full-time pastor. Yes, I know. Full-time evangelist. Full-time missionaries. In the Bible, and the Bible call it a higher call. A higher call. And that is a special gift given by the Lord Jesus. This is a, another calling to be full-time in ministry. But everything we do, everything... You do in, in your life is spiritual. Amen? Can you understand that? Everything you do. If you are raising children. This is spiritual. If you are studying. If you go to college. 
Everything is spiritual. Because you are the body of Christ everywhere. You are not serving God on Sunday and serving the world six days. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, you are the body of Christ. If we are the body of Christ, if we do everything for the benefit of the church, you are flowing in the plans and purpose of God. <laughs> when you do that, my brother, you are flowing in the plan of God for your, li your life. Did you know God has plan for your life? Did you know? God has plans for your life. It's not just to here to make money, to buy a house, to, to have a good life. No. My life now has another plans. Since Jesus came to me and said, Marcia, follow me. Leave everything behind and follow me. And I want to read Matthew 9.35. Matthew 9:35 and 38. That says, let's see what church is, how should work church. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Attention Please, in these words, Jesus went teaching in their, the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the, the people. 36. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered. I'm going to repeat again. When Jesus, he was moved with compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered. Like sheep having no shepherd. Have you shepherd? Have you pastor? Have you pastor? Yeah, let's see. Then he said to them, to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send, not the leaders, to send labors, workers into his harvest. My brothers, Jesus was teaching, Jesus was preaching and healing people. Amen? And this is what the church of Jesus should do. Some church, some churches just preach and teach the gospel. But they don't heal and they don't deliver people. We as a church believe that people need the power of God. Amen? Do you agree? People need the power of God in their lives. They also need miracles. Because the power of God can solve 
their problems. Amen? And the church needs the power of the Holy Spirit. For what? Power to save the lost. Power to heal the sick. Power to drive out demons. Power to deliver people from sexual addictions. Drug addictions. It needs power that heals people physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And we need power to set people free and power to live a godly life. Amen? We need this power to live this life for God. We need this power. And Jesus wasn't only someone who taught the gospel, but he lived the gospel. And the Bible tells us, Jesus preached, he taught, he healed diseases and sickness among the people. And we as a church have a, to be a place of power. We as a church need to be at this kind of place that you belong. A place where the power of God works. Part the verse 36, my brothers. Also, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Why? Because the people don't need just power. They also need pastors. People don't need just power, miracles. They need pastors. People don't need only miracles. Some church does speak, speak about miracles, miracles, miracles. Some church don't speak about miracles. Just teaching, teaching. But they also need message. The church need miracles, but church need message. And the Bible here says Jesus was preaching the gospel and teaching. Say with me, preaching and teaching. Preaching and teaching. He was healing the people, but also he was preaching and teaching. He was healing, but he was preaching and he was teaching. What many people, I heard some people saying preaching, teaching here. But many may are going to say, is the same pastor? Of course not. <laughs> the Bible says Jesus was preaching and teaching. Preaching is when you scream. When you see the pastor screaming. Yeah, he's preaching. <laughs> and teaching when you are quiet. When we are quiet. And we need both. We need preaching. And we need teaching. When you come in. And it's very loud. It's because there are preaching on. But when you come in. And there is many points. Teachings. Being pointed out. There is teaching on. Amen. When we are giving some points, one, two, three, it's a teaching. But when you see someone say, Jesus is alive. <laughs> when you see someone screaming, 
it's a preaching. And some people, they like to teach. And we need both. And we need both. Jesus healed, preached, and taught. And people don't just need power. People also need a pastor. And the meaning of a pastor. They need preaching. Something that fires you up. Okay? Preaching. Look at me. Preaching is something that fires you up. When you listen, you say, wow, I am in fire for God. But, when, but also, pastor, they need to teach. It's something that feeds you. You receive, it's a, it's a food, spiritual food. Preaching fires you up. But teaching feeds you. And you need both. Amen? You need both. Teaching and preaching. In the church, people need, need power. And people need pastor. We need miracles, but also we need message. Some people, they have miracles, but they don't have message. Some people have message, but they don't have miracles. And we need both. Because Jesus' ministry, we are going to see. He was teaching. He was healing the people. And he was preaching the gospel. Can I say a good amen? Hallelujah. When Jesus saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. Attention that, my beloved. When Jesus saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary. And scattered. Like sheep without shepherd. My brothers. Think about what we have taught until now. Those people had power. Because they received healing from Jesus. Yes or no? Yes. They... They, they had power. And they already had pasture. Teaching. But. No pastors. Pastors. They have a pasture. But not pastor. They already had miracles. They had messages. But no mentors. Please you need. Are you with me? They had. Miracles, they had message, but no mentors. No shepherd. The Bible says, he looked to the crowd. Who, who were being healed. That people were, were healed. Who received teaching. They received preaching. And Jesus, he didn't look at them with joy. My brothers, pay attention. Jesus didn't look at this and say, wow, you receive teaching, you receive miracles, you receive preaching. I am happy. No, Jesus look at them. After they receive preaching, teaching, miracles, Jesus look at them and said, they, something is missing in their life. Jesus was moved with compassion. Why? They were sheep without shepherd. Sheep 
without shepherd. They received my, my great sermon from Jesus. They were healed. But he still looked at them with pity. Jesus was, wasn't happy. He was moved with compassion. He felt bad. And he said they were like sheep without shepherd. Jesus didn't say they were goats. Jesus didn't say they were pigs. They were sheep. Without shepherd. Do you have shepherd? Do you have pastor? Do you have mentors in your life? Jesus said they were sheep without shepherd. How could Jesus, the shepherd, the great shepherd, say they were sheep without shepherd? This is the point, my brothers. You can be in church receiving good message, teaching, miracles, but maybe you can be a sheep without shepherd. You cannot be a personal shepherd to thousand people. Did you know? I cannot be a personal shepherd to thousand people. Also, you cannot be father of thousand children. Did you know? <laughs> you can be, you can maybe lead a company with thousand of people. A, a, a thousand of employees. But you cannot mentor thousands of people. Jesus knew that. That's why he said. They are fed. They received preaching. They received teaching. They received healing. But they are what? Weary and scattered. They received everything. But they were weary and scattered. Jesus didn't say they are sick or hungry spiritually. Didn't say that. They had food. They got miracles, but they are lacking direction. And they are lacking personal inspiration to live a life with a point and purpose. This is the point. They don't have shepherds. And there are many people, my brothers, that come to church, they receive food, they receive miracles, they receive teachings, but they are weary and scattered. The same, because they don't have shepherd. People need power, people need pasture, but also people need, people need pastors. Amen? Can I, can I, can, could you say amen? People need power. Pastor, but also need pastors. You may say, I go to a church, I have a pastor. I'm not talking about that, my brother, sorry. I'm going to use the same example of Jesus. I'm not going to be different. 
You may say, I go to a church, I have a pastor. But I'm not talking about this circumstance. I am talking about someone who knows you. I am talking about somebody that you know. Somebody who noticed when you don't come to church. Somebody who invites, who invites you to a cell group. Someone who knows what's happening in, with you in your life. Do you know? Do you have it? Maybe you're going to say, well, I have Pastor Marcio. No, that's the problem. The moment the church reaches more than 20 people, Pastor Marcio cannot do at all. Of course, <laughs> it's impossible. That's the reason. Jesus was near, just uh, near to 12 people. That people received food, inspiration, they received mentoring, and they received, like they were sheep with shepherd. Even Jesus could not do that, because he had compassion on them. He gave teaching, he gave preaching, he healed them, but he had compassion. That people, they are receiving everything, but something is lacking in their life. They are sheep without shepherd. I can heal, I can preach, I can teach thousand people with one sermon. Yes. Sometimes when I was in, in Brazil, our church had thousand people. And sometimes I was teaching with one sermon... Two thousand people, two, three thousand people, four thousand people. I was teaching them with one sermon, and I can teach thousand people with one sermon, but I cannot mentor them because it requires a personal relationship, and we cannot get truly personal with thousands of people. Did you get the point, my brothers? Of course, I can give food to thousand. But I cannot know you personally. Therefore, they found themselves weary and scattered. Maybe your Christian life looks like that. You come to church, but you feel weary. You might feel like you don't have a sense of direction in your life. Because you need not only miracles... Not only messages, but you need mentors in your life. And one day, you can be a mentor to someone else also. Did you know? You need to receive mentoring, but one day you can mentor others. You need to be ministered. Because this pastoring is a spiritual protection over your life. And I would like you to say that to the person next to you. You need to be ministered. Because this is a spiritual protection over your life. Or maybe you are going to say. Maybe we are going to say, Pastor, I am okay. I'm not sick. 
I'm not hungry. But some are weary and scattered. Because they are not under spiritual protection. Has your life a, a sense of direction? Why do you exist as a Christian? Why are you here in this town, in this nation? Remember my brothers. The church is not a religious organization. Church is the living body of Christ on earth. And the local church has pastors and leaders to help you not to get scattered and weary. Amen, my brothers. The church is here to help you not to get scattered and weary. That is why this local church, Shalom Christian Fellowship. Are you part of this church, my brothers? Hmm? Are you part of this church? That this church has a process of discipleship. Did you know? This church has a process of discipleship where you take care of each one of you personally. Personally. If you allowed, of course. That's why this church has cell meetings and leaders to shepherd the sheep. This is the reason that you have to go to the cell meetings. Because I cannot take care of everybody. But in the cell meeting, you have a leader. Amen? That is going to cover you spiritually. That's going to help you in your life. In this process of discipleship, you grow from believed to belonging. From belonging to becoming. Becoming what? Not famous. Not rich. Not known. But become what God wants you to become. Amen? And what God wants you to become? Fisherman of souls. The winner of souls and maker of disciples. Can you say amen? God wants us, my brothers, in this process... And our going church is not to make church members or church volunteers. It's to be a church of disciples. This is the reason we have discipleship. Because we want to have a church of disciples, not a church of members. And I want to read again the verse 35 and 38 to 38. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus didn't say pray for more leaders. Jesus didn't say pray for more leaders. He says pray for more labors. <laughs> because everyone can be labors. Pray for more labors because we have leaders. But we need labors. This is the, the kingdom of God. What Jesus, Jesus' church really needs is people who labor. 
and intentionally and purposely give their lives for someone else. To reach out someone and help somebody to grow in Christ and create one environment in their home where other people come in. My brothers, church is not a religious organization. You need to change your mind. Please. Some people think, oh, I'm the, my church, I have a religion. No. Church is a place where you need to belong. It's a family, the family of God. You are going, one day you're going to be saved. You're going to be before the Lord. And you need to be the bride of Christ. If you are just someone outside the body of Christ, you are not part of the church. Then we need to, to, to know that. And church is not a religious organization. The church is God's family. And we need to become mature and help feed the spiritual babes that are coming. Amen? We need to help others. And we need to have spiritual children and disease to be disciple makers. Disciples have spiritual children. Are you Jesus' disciple? Are you Jesus' sheep? Then you need to sheep produce sheep. Disciple produce disciple. We as a church, we are here, my brothers. For this community. To read our community. For Christ. Did you know? This is the plan of God for us. And you need to have that in mind. We are not in Africa. Okay? Okay, Lucian. We are not in Africa. We are not in Brazil. Amen? We are not in Brazil. We are not in Russia. Not in Latvia. We are not in Lithuania. We are not in, in South Africa. We are not in Nigeria. We are in Ireland. And this is our community. Amen. This is our community. And the vision of this church is to have a place where the people can come and to belong to these to this people. This is the reason our service is not in Portuguese. It's not in Russian. Is not in another language. Because our goal is to reach these people in this community. Can you say amen? Yes. This is the reason we are doing everything in English. Why? Because we want to save these people of this land. And this is why you are here to be part of it. Amen. Hallelujah. And you need to prepare. My brothers, the climate here to receive the people of our community, English speakers, and also, of course, any language are very welcome because we are going to translate to them. Every language is very welcome here, but we need to prepare a place to grow these babies. Amen. And I want to finish now. There are two ways that we treat our first time guest in church. How, this is a question for you. How do you treat 
our first time guest in church. How do we treat them? We can treat them in two ways. We attack them or we attract. Did you get? Or we attack them or we attract them. Why? Maybe you are going to say, no, no, pastor, I don't attack new people. Yes, you can attack new people. How? The way we attack new people in church is by indifference. This is the way. Please, attention, youth, people from, from the youth meeting. Sometimes you are attacking people with indifference. When you receive them with indifference. In this service, sometimes we are attacking people with the indifference. Did you remember when the prodigal son came back home? Did you remember? How did the older son attack the young son? How? By indifference. He didn't want to come to receive him. Said no. He was not happy because his brother was back home. The father was welcoming the older son. But no, he, he, he was welcoming the new son. But the older son was indifferent. No. The way you attack people is not by physically attacking them. It's by ignoring them. My brothers, please, when someone walks for the first time in church, if you ignore them, you are attacking them. If you just stay quiet, you are attacking them. Why? When the people come here for the first time, they are anxious. Like they are here saying, this is not my place. This is not my family. This is not my church. They are anxious. They are afraid. If you ignore them, you are attacking them. Because, but if you are friendly, then they are going to feel at home. Can you say amen? If I ask you, when I get invited to your house for the first time, a question, when, when I get invited to your house for the for first time, and I knock, I knock at the door, what do you do? Do you scream from, from inside, say, hey, the door is open, come in. It's my first time at your house. <laughs> of course not, what do you do? Oh, you go open the door. You say, well, you are welcome. Come in. You are welcome. Now, some people say, oh, there's the fridge. The kettle is there. If you want a cup of tea, if you want to make a burger, feel at home. Because I am here on the TV watching. You don't do that, my brother. Of course not. Nobody would, nobody would do that if first time guests come to your house. 
you are going to stop what you are doing, and you are going to spend time with them, amen, amen, my brothers, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish now, if you call this church your church, every person that walks into that door, whom you have not seen, is your guest, amen, did you get, every single person that you have not seen, is your guest, because it's insulting to have people come to your house, and you treat them indifferently, it's insulting, isn't it, if someone goes to your house, and you don't treat them well, you are insulting them, they're going to say, I'm not, never more I come back, to this church, to this family, to this house. If this house is your house, pay attention. The people sitting behind you, the people sitting in front of you, and the people that is near to you, is your guest. Amen? Is your guest. The people that are beside you, and the and you need to talk to them, to invite them to your cell meeting. You need to ask their name. Hi, what's your name? How are you? How did you hear about Shalom? Where do you live? Can you say amen? Because this is a family. It's a place where the people should belong. And some people you not believe until they, they belong, it's important, some people will not believe until they belong, Jesus invited the disciples to follow before they believed, did you know, Christ didn't invite the people to, to believe, they invited them, come walk with me, walk with me, then they believed later. Jesus even rebuked them and said, Oh, you have a, a very small faith. You don't believe. Jesus didn't invite the people to believe. Jesus invited the people to belong. Amen. And when and some people you never become Christian if they don't belong to the family. Could you stand up, please? Some people, you never become Christian if they don't belong to the family. And I want you first to pray. Close your eyes. And I want to ask you, do you have mentors? Is your life weary? Are you weary and scattered? Because you may be receiving teaching, preaching, healing, miracles. But maybe you are a sheep without mentors, without pastors. Do you have some leader over your life? Someone that is your leader. Say, no, this is my leader. He's my mentor. Close your eyes and pray. Is this, this church is your family. Every single person that comes here for the first time is your guest. 
Spend time with Him. Talk to Him. Because the church is the body of Christ. Don't be indifferent, please. Be one of the workers that we are praying, labors. Father, I pray for your church. I pray for your church here. I pray for all my brothers. Father, I thank you for this time. Help us, Father, to be this church, a place that people come to belong, to be part of this family. In Jesus' name, I pray for these people, Lord. I pray for your grace upon this church. I pray, Father, help us to make disciples, Lord. Help us to be a church that welcomes people. People come here and they feel at home. They feel in our presence. Father, they can receive, Father, healing. They can receive teaching. They can receive preaching. They can receive a message. But also they can receive mentoring, pastoring. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, help us to be a church of disciples. Not church, not just a church, Father, of, of members, but a church full of disciples. Disciples that's going to multiply and to produce new disciples. In Jesus' name, Father, I bless your people. I bless your church today. Father, we are committed to your body. Father, this is not a religious organization. This is your family. One day you are going to come back to get your bride, to get your church, and your church is going to be taken from this earth. And, and Father, you want to be prepared as the body of Christ. But not just it. You want, Father, to have many people from many nationalities, Father, here in this church serving you. And we are committed to make disciples, to, to love you, to Father, and to love our neighbor, Lord. To love our brothers and sisters. And also to make disciples. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I bless you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus. May the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all forever and ever and everybody. Say, Amen. God bless you. Applaud Him. Thanks God. Hallelujah. Please remember cell meeting our...